I I only had like one or two. I know and that I was like, gonna do, and then I read everyone else. So I'm like, oh yeah, that's it's a good like one. A, yeah, like <laughs> remind you, gates open up, and it's like and another thing. <laughs> From the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, I am Lundholm, and this show has everything. Seminal movie moments, baking project updates, things that upset us somewhat unreasonably, your Tishy book club suggestions, and that is just for starters. We're convening the coven after dark on a Friday (laughs) evening, which everybody knows is the witchiest time of the week. Mm -hmm, And we're here to air all our grievances and the pettier, the better. And starting off our panel from middle-aged mama studios in Austin, Texas, it's Hillary Livingston Butler. Good evening, Hillary. Good evening. Strap in. I like, especially during pandemic, I decided like six o'clock I had to like set a line of when I could crack open the wine and I have indeed done it. So it's Friday night. Get ready for a good one. The seal has been broken. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I might have to go to the bathroom at some point. In the middle of <laughs> and from dress shopping studios in Detroit, Michigan, it's Meredith, the MVH fan Harn. Good evening, Meredith. Good evening. And I am partying with a grape soda flavored sparkling water. Oh, so I'm fun, too. <laughs> Did you Woo! get champagne at the bridal store? I mean, it's not like it was a party. You went by yourself, no, right? It was at noon and I was by myself. It wasn't like a, it was not a party, but no. I got it done. And that's yeah. really what you were there for. Anyway. And now I don't have to go back. Yeah. Yep. And finally, from no longer Girl Scout Central Studios in Linwood, Washington, it's the nice lady, Christy Wise. Congratulations on making it through another cookie season, Christy. Thank you. I do still have three cases, so if people are looking for some Tagalongs or Samoas, let me know. (laughs) (laughs) A whole case of Samoas. Oh God! Okay, well, let me just think. About I know you're addressing. Now we're distracted. Can we? We need to stop the show or something. <laughs> stop the show. Stop the show. <laughs> well, as always, we'll start with some small talk. We'll check and see what's in the mailbag. Get into some medium talk. Make some tishy recommendations. Do a little housekeeping, and let you know how you can get involved with the show. Whew! Full schedule. So, Hillary, take us into the small talk. All right, let's. And I'm throwing it right back to you because I'm really curious. <laughs> it's the 12 months. I feel like we should have a, like a song for this. The 12 yes. months of gingerbread update. Um, I, I need to hear. Have you like done the like soccer core of, of gingerbreads? I need to know. I think I probably have a little bit more practice before I get to that level. But uh, so I mentioned a couple of weeks ago in what may have been. The last shameless Amazon plug of the week Mm. before we told Bezos Bezos to go fuck a duck. Um, No, please. The ducks don't deserve that. Yeah, no. Um, (laughs) Just bury your penis in the sand and never use it on anyone. Thank you very much. Um, I had gotten um, some isomalt crystals, which were the special kind of sugar that were sort of uh, formulated to 
be easy melting and easy to work with with for sugar work. And uh, I did that project. That was my February project that kind of got pushed to March because I forgot about it until it was too late to do it in February. So um, I made stained glass gingerbread window, which I did share with you guys. Maybe I'll just put that back in Slack so that you can see it again. That's beautiful. It is so cool. Not Tishi 76. This is Tishi 78. Right? Mm -hmm. Yes. There we go. The year I was born. Upload started. Well, you know, my internet is not that fast. Um, So I used the isomalt and I melted it down and dyed it four different colors. And then I poured it into my gingerbread stained glass and it turned out really great. Not perfect, but... For a first no, try. it's really good. It looks amazing. It actually kind of turned out to look like a face. It looks oh, wow. a I was just about bit, to say, yeah. it looks like like R2-D2 maybe? Or no, it looks like C-3PO. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it does kind of look like With C-3PO. With a star on his head. Yeah, I yeah. said it looked a bit like a Transformers. And mm, uh, my yes. brother Carl um, has loved Transformers from the day he <laughs> popped out of the womb. I don't think they had Transformers then. But um, like down to like transformers duvet cover on his bed when he was a child and in fact he just started a new job at nickelodeon working on what do you suppose transformers (gasps) cartoons oh my god his dream dream job Uh i know i mean why else would you leave warner brothers yeah to go to nickelodeon i guess what's the next (laughs) step pixar um so that turned out pretty good it was fun it was hot you have to Boil it to 340 degrees. So that was a little bit um, terrifying, but it all turned out. And of course, this is not for eating. I mean, you can. You could eat it if you wanted to, but I don't know why you would want to. It's just for looking at. So my March project, which you guys do not know about, maybe I will um, once again put it into Slack before I say exactly what it was. I decided I wanted to learn how to do iced cookies. I did practice in my January about piping. (gasps) What? They're so cute. (laughs) I made penguin cookies. They're so cute. Penguin gingerbread cookies. They're perfect. Well, I practiced really hard, but this is not the end. I um, decided that I wanted to be able to stand them up so that they could walk around (laughs) Um, (laughs) and I thought they were a little naked Uh, Mm -hmm. and in the tutorial they had um, scarves but I didn't want to do scarves because that seemed like super futzy so is it uploading so um oh my goodness (laughs) I gave them bow ties Uh, holy shit (laughs) cute multicolored bow ties what are they on little ice guys they're ice flows or something yep Adorable. Um, what are you gonna what are you gonna do with these nothing eating. no what? these are no, these are not for eating i mean let's just say like um a freak april storm came through minnesota and i was trapped in the house and had no food i could eat them you know i would survive mm-hmm. it'd be fine but this is construction gingerbread not mm. eating oh. gingerbread so this will be like christmas decorations right the it's oh. so there's no eggs and no leavening because no baking powder or baking soda because you want them to not puff or 
you want them go to go out totally of shape. Flat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want them to come out of the oven exactly the same shape and size as when you put them in. So you leave out the leavening and then you put in a higher ratio of flour so that they're sturdier. Um, still put in all the spices. I couldn't figure out. They still make you add salt. And I'm like, but why? Why? Because <laughs> they're not for eating. So they come out and they're about the texture of plywood. So if, if mm. you needed to, you could eat them. <laughs> yeah. But it wouldn't be that much fun. But the last four months, I eventually, I threw the stained glass window away because the glass was starting to like fracture from the inside. Like if you ran your finger over it, it was still perfectly smooth, but there were cracks like on the interior of the panes. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, that seems normal after a couple of days. That's just what it does. So I threw that in the trash, but I don't know what to do with these guys. They're just sitting on the table. You know, it reminds me a little bit of um, when I was a little kid, my grandmother would give us like sugar eggs for um, mm-hmm. Easter. But like you were not supposed to eat them. I do vaguely remember like licking them. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, you know, am at heart. Yeah, but there's like end. glue and shellac on them. Yeah, yeah. Stuff, right? Oh, I mean, 100% should not have. But like my mom kept them in our china closet and they, they were just there. Like it, yep. I don't, it's so, I, now I'm like having this like resurgent memory of having these just <laughs> decorative baked goods that you aren't supposed to Can't do anything with. Yeah. I know my mom did this with, um, Christy, you said Christmas ornaments. Um, mm-hmm. We have like Christmas tree ornaments that she made out of this sort of thing that we've had for years and years and years. And I was thinking about, could you turn these into adorable little ornaments? But like, like you'd them. have to put a hole in them somewhere and like... Yeah. That would be kind of gruesome if it went through the eye or something. <laughs> Lobotomize my penguins. Yeah. And so my other thought was like, keep them on their little adorable stands and make like penguin nativity scene. Oh. With some of them. Maybe. I do have You've to got say quite a crowd that there. That's blasphemous, but I'm into it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, um, I do have to say your counters look really good with the icebergs. Oh, yes. yeah. Thanks. It really, it is. It's it really makes them pop. South Poly. Yeah, <laughs> you could you could send these send a couple to your nephews. I mean, tell them not to eat it. Yeah. Well, and that's just yeah. mean. Here's a cookie. You can never eat it. Don't touch it. That you can't I mean, look oh, at. you can, you can be like Hillary's grandma. <laughs> yeah, my Jewish grandmother who was sending me Easter eggs. Like, why? What's happening here? It's very yeah. confusing. Jesus is reborn. I guess. Okay. I know. Uh, no, they're very cool. Actually, one of my greatest Instagram follows is this um, bakery in. Austin that does like custom cookies and they're kind of like that where they'll and they'll they'll do like votes it's like do you like it with the you know pink bow tie or the blue bow tie or whatever and I get so much joy out of voting for it like it's so <laughs> stupid like it's not anything but anyway but it's and seriously it is like similar to what you're doing like just little cute things that make people happy well and maybe aren't like the tastiest things in the world but they're aesthetically pleasing they so serve a like different a purpose yeah they're yes. not meant to be yeah. tasty so yeah. Yeah, it's just practicing. No, and- you're doing good. Uh, I mean, I, I'm awaiting. Um, what is the Gaudi um, La Sagrada Familia? That's the that that is the uh, <laughs> that's the Christmas one that you're gonna do. It's gonna be this like monument oh, to God. beautiful architecture. <laughs> come. Uh, December twenty fifth. Well, You've this got a is couple all all in service to my gingerbread house coming up in December. I got to learn all this stuff. I know, so that I, I can make it look good. Yep. Don't you think that you could do something to enter into the Minnesota State Fair crafts? 
Um, I'm. I mean, they have all kinds of baking categories. They have all kinds of quilting categories that I have been told they should enter too. But that just yes. seems like a lot of work. I don't know. I don't know that they have decorated cookies. Have you ever thought you about entering it. one of those a baking contest at the mm. fair? And you Not would really. crush the competition. Uh, My goodness. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, we did used to have a bake-off at work. And one year I made the most beautiful chocolate and orange cake. Chocolate cake, orange buttercream. And oh. it, and I used, I, you know those um, chocolate oranges, like the Terry's mm-hmm. chocolate orange? I bought mm-hmm. one yep. of those. And I did, like I fanned it in a circle mm. on the top. And um, Godiva used to have, they used to do like little chocolate balls in different so they'd have like a chocolate mint one and a raspberry yeah. and they had a chocolate orange mm. one and I decorated it with all of those and I did not win I mean that that's competition. a fucking petty grievance if I've ever heard. right <laughs> add that to the list Wait, and you want to know what did win strawberries stuffed with cream cheese what and dipped in walnuts and I'm like, that's oh, not you, even baking. That's not baking. You work with a bunch of basic bitches, is what you're saying. Well, and There's I meant no heat it applied. Was, <laughs> it doesn't baking and like <laughs> talk, not, like. This isn't petty. You know, this is serious. This is, yeah, this is a. I don't. Know, I work. I it, it was. I think it was building wide. So it wasn't just like my group. It was everybody in the building. And uh, and my director asked later, he was like, how did you do? And I was like, oh, no, Marilyn, whatever, won it. And he <laughs> of course goes, Marilyn. of course, yeah, Marilyn. And he's like, oh, well, that's politics. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, it was a popularity contest you didn't <laughs> yep. know about. Dramatic yep. baking contest. But I feel like she if it's big real people that really care about baking that would have won i don't know well i did it wrong too because people were really afraid i think to like cut into the cake it was so beautiful and you know who wants like a big a slice of cake when you have so many other things to do Mm -hmm. so then i swear to god you guys now this is starting to be a really long section but i like the next year i was like okay i'm getting it so i made this carrot cake that's based off my grandma lundholm's recipe the only thing that she ever made that tasted good were her carrot bars <laughs> and I made this carrot bar with the cream cheese frosting and I cut them yeah. into these tiny mm. squares and put them in little individual like crinkle things and then oh and when I frosted them I did it with the star tip and I made it into like a swirl on the top and I bought candy corn and I bought like edible chocolate candy melts and I painted them all orange and put a little green top on them all so they all look like fucking carrots so So that you would know what was in the thing and i you know nestled each one on the crux of the swirl and i did not win it's bullshit i am over contests i understand why you're not wanting to put yourself out there because you are you continually burned you've been wronged yeah (laughs) i have yeah that's not fair i can't take it I don't blame you. Well, I yeah. have faith, and I'm excited for the end result, the December result of all yes. this. Yeah, I, I, I haven't had my April inspiration yet, so we'll see what pops up. Sugar eggs, obviously. Jesus. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Je- Jesus. My ginger Jesus. Jesus. Crucified Jesus, like Jesus. blood and everything. Ooh, <laughs> You like I imagine like the cave, you know, like in my head, it's like the little rock moves, and he comes out of like mm-hmm. the cave or whatever. Oh, yeah. 
No, no, I'm I'm gonna do the scene of um, hot Calvary, Jesus. hot Jesus yeah. on and the three crosses. Jesus is on the front one, and Barabbas mm-hmm. and the other guy are on the back crosses. Boy, I am going to hell. Yes. <laughs> oh, it'll be good. Though. I can't wait. Happy excited. Easter, everybody. <laughs> or put put the penguins in that scene. Yeah, <laughs> have them like they're the ones who carried the cross yeah. along with. He, they walked up with him. He yeah, they risen. walked on the beach but, with them. The penguins were carrying Oh, yeah. Them. When he comes out of the cave, he's like, damn, you guys, how long was I asleep? And they're like, quack, quack, or whatever the penguins say. Uh, we're really good. We're zoologists you know. here. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> quack, quack. <laughs> um, the next topic is nothing to be compared to the beauty of Anne's uh, baking but I just wanted to update that Bridget and I continued our like what I think she should watch you know movies that were important to me like fun sort of teenish movies that I think she would like and all of a sudden it was like this a movie that was so important to me as a kid that I had completely forgotten about and that is True Beverly Hills I loved True Beverly Hills it truly was like a staple of sleepovers as a kid and I honestly think maybe it was one of the reasons I was very excited to move to Los Angeles because (laughs) it was a very Los Angeles (laughs) and in fact when I would drive by because I used to work in Century City which was near um, the Beverly Hills Hotel and when I would drive past it I'd be like Beverly Hills what a thrill always (laughs) Um, it is a you know what it's it's such an 80s movie as as all 80s movies are, and, you know, they didn't know any better, there's just so much smoking in it, like, just casual smoking. <laughs> like, it's not like... Now, when somebody is smoking, it generally means they're a bad person in a kid's movie. You know, it means that they're, like, evil. They're evil. And they yeah. do do warnings about smoking. This is just, like... Phyllis Snuffler is just casually smoking. The girls are selling cigarettes along with the... Whatever. They're not Girl Scout cookies, but wild... Okay. I can't remember what, whatever their Girl Scout uh, amalgamation is. But, um, you know, it is very silly and it is very much. I have this thing that Dave always makes fun of me is that I don't like to watch stories about poor people. I only like to like, I don't only like to watch rich people stories because I'm like, well, I don't want to escape my life. I want I don't need to see, you know, Sanford and Son are all in the family. Like, I want to watch people being rich. So this really pleases me and it's like the rich girls overcome because they had so much to overcome but oh, it, was, yeah. it is um, uh, what's her name um, Shelley Long is even in this in a very corny stupid movie she is a great comedic actress like she's so funny in this that mm-hmm. it sort of sells the whole thing and then there's you know so oh, Jenny Lewis is their daughter and Carla I never know how to pronounce her last name Gugino Gugino oh, Gugino um, who's beautiful then, beautiful now. She's in it. I said to Bridget, I said, that's the mom in um, Spy Kids. And she was like, oh, my God. Um, Kelly Martin, who was in ER and many other things. Um, anyway, it's, it's a cute, very, very silly. Craig T. Nelson, a cute, very silly movie that I enjoyed with a lot of 80s um, things that I had to explain to Bridget that I was like, oh, this is so weird. This is such an 80s thing. Like um, Robin Leach was 
presenting one thing. And it's so funny that as kids, we just knew who that was. Like, right. oh, yeah. Like, I watched Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Like, that was something. Of course I did. Like, that was something mm-hmm. that I truly enjoyed. And as an 80s kid, you just knew who that was. And right. Just the voice. And you're like, oh. Oh, yeah. That, and she's thing. like, who is that? And I said, well, there was a show that <laughs> this. And Pia Zadora, who I'm like, I only barely know who she was. I think I saw her on The Love Boat. But, you know, I, I know she won a Golden Globe at one point. That was sort of silly. But all and and references to one of the um one of the girls is like a dictator's daughter and they ask her mother mm-hmm. how many shoes she has and it's like she's like what does that mean i'm like trying to explain to her Amelda marcos i mean it's all these things i guess as kids you just absorb i, I you know i it, i guess it's like trump our kids will just know secondhand what all this stuff means yeah. but anyway i do recommend it it's very very silly there's no I guess besides teamwork, there's no like real message. I did kind of tear up at the end because that's what I do. But um, and I was probably like three glasses of wine in. But um, but I enjoyed it, and she and she really enjoyed it. She loved it. It was one of those she did not get bored, and she was like, "Let's do the Freddy because they do all these like oh yeah the dance yeah the dances." <laughs> yeah. So she she thoroughly enjoyed it. So my my movie education is ongoing with some really deep ones. Maybe we'll do like Citizen Kane next. So just to, like <laughs> level it out. Yeah. <laughs> I confess I've never seen it. Is there, I mean, is there a villain? Is there like a a Uh, evil land developer and they have to raise money to save them? Well, actually, that's the Red Feathers, which are from Culver City, which actually, let me tell you, Culver City does suck. Um, I think it's redeveloped now and it's like kind of nice, but it sucked at the time that I lived there. Um, Tori Spelling is one of the Red Feathers. Tori Spelling, way pre any nose job because she's like 13 (laughs) years old. Um, And the, one of, the mother of one of the girls is sort of the evil one. And she's like coded as like a hardcore, like butch, like that's kind of her thing. And she's like very strict. She's actually weirdly the director. She's a director. She's not the director of this movie, but she's a director. Her name is Betty something, but she directed like private parts and a bunch of other kind of movies like that. But um, she's the, she's the villain, but it's all silly. It's all them overcoming, you know, their princess ways and, Becoming wilderness girls mm-hmm. yeah. sounds fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, it's I'm fun. wondering if I watched it now. I whatever. I mean, I probably would like it, but it's you know, it's not like if you watch Sixteen Candles now. I don't know. It's still kind of entertaining, even though it's completely racist and a girl like fully gets raped in it. But it's still like an entertaining movie. This is maybe not. This is maybe a nostalgia and entertaining for like a nine year old. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. No, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And after you watch that, turn to Kid 90. Oh, yes. We did. Jenny I, Lewis is in it. I know. <laughs> Kid 90. I'm not going to recommend it because there was whatever. I kind of got bored by the end of it. But it was it's a Soleil Moon Fries uh, documentary. I watched this by myself, not with Bridget. But she videotaped like everything in her life. And she lived the life of like every 90s girl would want to live this life. Like she hung out with... Brian Austin Green Leonardo and DiCaprio. Oh my gosh, Brian yes. Austin Green. <laughs> I know. Uh, it was, like it, I said, it was like flipping through Bop Magazine. Like she was friends with everybody, everybody. in there. Yeah. It was, it was it was pretty enjoyable. I loved, it was, it. I loved watching yeah. it. Yes. And I need to talk to people about it. So um, we'll do that offline. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have some theories. Yes. All right. Should we move on to the mailbag? Yes. yes. All right. 
So we got uh, a couple of regular males. Um, I'm going to start with Danny's and earmuffs on if you're sensitive to language because it starts out with some not too good words. Um, Danny says, fuck, fuck, fuck. (laughs) I've been buying tons of stuff from Amazon going through your links. They suck. Agreed, Danny. Me too. They Um, do. They suck. Mm -hmm. Terrible. Pay your workers. Pay your taxes. I haven't bought anything from Amazon in the last since we found out i'm not Me going too. to they've Good lost thing. my business you know what same my business probably is worth nothing to them because they have billions and i have nothing and i don't have a platform but i can still be pissy about them yeah. that's my power jeff that's yes. what this whole show is about mm-hmm. you absolutely can be pissy um mm-hmm. so yeah continually continually um Let's just be mad at Jeff Bezos forever. Um, Bob, of course, sent us a great email. And this is about our book club. And he says, "Uh, I couldn't remember if you guys only wanted light fluffy books as opposed to more serious stuff. Ah, screw it. I'll just put in my list. (laughs) So it was light fluffy, but whatever. Um, Two Ursula Le... Oh, boy. Le Guin. Le Guin Guin books. Uh, The Dispossessed and The Left Hand of Darkness. Um, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy series, of course. If you want some seriously serious material, two books by Isabel Wilkerson, The Warmth of Other Suns and Cast. Any of the Marco Didius Falco detective book series by Lindsay Davis. They are about a private eye in the Roman Empire, well-written and funny, as well as good mysteries. Uh, Okay, okay, these probably all suck, and you'd prefer something from Hillary's Horny Corner. (laughs) I got nothing in that department, but hey, you asked and I answered. And in other news, Sue and I got dose one of Moderna shot, or should I say jab, like they do on the BBC, a week ago Tuesday. Here's hoping that you all get vaccinated soon. Yep, we're on it. Um, I do... Uh, you know, obviously I do like a horny corner, but I really do love a mystery. That's probably my favorite mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. other genre. Like a good, oh, shit. I'm not, well I, written. I even liked a Mary Higgins Clark. I mean, that, like, don't get me wrong. Like, give me a, I was thinking the other day, should I start the Sue Grafton, like, alphabet one? <laughs> uh, whatever. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I love them. I think if you, probably if you start them now, they might be hopelessly dated. I don't know yes, when the first I, one yeah, came yeah. out, but it oh, had to have been like the 80s. Yes. yes. Yeah. You that know, might be fun, re- read about them going to the payphone and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we just started it, well, watching yeah, cool. X-Files from the beginning. And mm-hmm. one of the things I love about these shows is that the early 90s technology, the, the you know, oh, the beepers so and the, mm-hmm. yes. the com- giant computers with tiny screens. I just love it so much. Yes. It's great. Um, we're watching um, Fresh Off the Boat that's set in the 90s. And Elliot's just like, what is happening? Like the website. She goes, look at this dumb website. I'm like, no, all websites yeah. look like that. And the and um, then they connected to the internet for the first time. And she was like, that sound. This show stole that from a meme. And Jeremy uh. was like, what? <laughs> no, that's what it really sounded like. And yeah. she goes, I never want to live in the eighties. That the sound 90s is still ever. stuck in my head. From oh, I know, right? One hundred percent. Yep. My dad's like, you're going online. Uh, I need to use the fax line. Yeah, you couldn't even uh, sneak it. You couldn't sneak it. You had to have a separate of that phone screech. line. We were not that rich. No, nope. uh, we were. <laughs> yeah, so we were. I know. <laughs> well, now, as as um as far as Bob's recommendations go, I do want to say, I don't have a problem with serious stuff. I just want it to be entertaining. Yes. It doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be light and fluffy, but it can. I like to think that we're equal opportunity readers here. We don't judge 
If we want to read Jane Austen, we can read Jane Austen. If we want to read Tolstoy, we can read Tolstoy. If we want to read something from the horny corner, bring it on. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So thank you for the suggestions. Uh, We got a lot of responses on Facebook, um, starting with Laura, who says, these won't make you better people, but they sparked good discussions in my book club, and I'll limit myself to three all novels. Year of Wonders by Geraldine Brooks, How a Town in Medieval England Stopped the Plague. Ooh, that sounds interesting. I like that idea. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Station Eleven by Hilary St. John Mandel. Oh, I read that. Uh, Shakespearean theater group travels around in a post-apocalyptic Midwest. It's actually a really hopeful book. Um, Small Gods by Terry Pratchett, British satiric fantasy set in the disc world about how gods are created and sustained by worship and the difference between faith and organized religion. It's very funny. I read that when I was little and I did not understand it. (laughs) (laughs) I read a lot of fantasy, but I don't know that I ever got into Terry Pratchett. My mom really likes Terry Pratchett. So we had him lying around. And that's usually how I got exposed to to books. And that's why I ended up reading a lot of Stephen King when I was like eight. Mm -hmm. Mm. Same. Not good. Uh, Speaking of which, uh, by the way, today, I'm sorry, this is a total side note. I was taking Rory to speech therapy and we were talking about the Snyder cut again. But um, (laughs) Hillary says with a resigned sigh, of course. Um, But Rory was like, like, who is Stephen King? And I'm like, what? why do you know about this? And he's like, mm-hmm. I just heard about it. Like in the ether. I'm like, this is not something we discuss it, but somehow Rory has absorbed. I think he's heard of it. And that has like absorbed mm-hmm. into his little baby brain. Yeah. So well, I'm like, no, just yeah. get him a copy of Gerald's game and uh, let his eyes <laughs> yeah, <right>? be open. <laughs> Don't let him read misery until he's at least 10. Take oh, it God. from me. Yeah. No, that's too young, too. Um, Amanda says, Midlife Ex-Wife by Stella Gray is up next on my reading list. The description of Nora Ephron meets Bridget Jones piqued my... I like that as well. It cuts off. That That piques my my interest as well. Um, Let's see. Barbara says, Lamb, the Gospel According to Biff, Christ's Childhood Pal. That's another one we had laying around at home. Mm-hmm. That like that title made me laugh so hard. Yes. I don't know why it's yeah. such a yeah. title. I think that other people said that one too. I'd be yes. down for That's that. For sure. yeah. I don't think I ever actually read it. Um, also, Neil Stevenson, Seven Zeves. Seven Zeves. Seven Eves. Seven Eves. Seven Eves. That makes more sense. Um, Okay, Kristen says, I just finished reading Midnight Library, and I really enjoyed it. It's a little magical realism, and it's short-ish, so you can probably read it pretty quickly. Ooh, I like that. Me yeah. too. I that like good. a little magical realism, but yeah. a lot of magical realism sometimes gets a little much for me. Good. Yeah, agreed. Um, Andrea says, Jane Harper, The Dry Force of Nature or The Lost Man, all set in rural Australia. Great mysteries. I'm Ooh, into this. Mysteries, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, Megan says Hollywood Homicide is fun yet smart. It's also free on Hoopla if your local library has this. Hollywood Homicide as in I know it became the, the movie that was really bad that I bad. bailed on. Yeah, that's what I was wondering about. I was like, is this the same thing? I mean, maybe it was a good book and then they just the made a transfer. Bad I think yeah. it was my first introduction to Harrison Ford with earring. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> I don't like this. Like the role no. was weird. It, yes. Jo- Josh Hartnett, I think. They were trying oh. to make him a thing. God bless his wooden mm-hmm. little soul. <laughs> <laughs> um, Libby says, bump slash following. I've started the Bridgerton series and I'm not sad about it. Oh, my library mm-hmm. loan for that just came up. I should I should give it a shot. See, that, seem- that piques my interest too. Yeah, that seems right up our alley too. Yeah. 
Um, Carolyn says, I belong to a book club of former booksellers, RIP Borders, indeed. Mm -hmm. So we read a wide range. This was one I liked from last year so much. I read the two sequels, the prequel story and the CODA story. The series is called The Lady Astronauts, so it's right up the Tishi Alley. And The Lady Astronauts. I know. What? The Lady Astronauts. Mm -hmm. And there's a link to a book called The Calculating Stars. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Um, Alicia says it's been a while since I read this but I remember it as a compelling and surprisingly well written mm. book it has some steaminess as well as some really painful stuff but it's a good read and definitely makes for good discussion and there's a link and it's broken so I don't know oh I'm sorry <laughs> it's, it's the like um, Tracy how Lords to, or, or how to make love like a porn star or something yes. right and oh. then my brother my my sister and Alicia had like a back and forth about how my brother in law has this like on their shelf, and then my brother in law, who I have not responded to, and he is like annoyed with me. Why have he's like? There's a lot of good podcasts about the world of porn. <laughs> and he like sent okay. me a bunch of links. <laughs> Thanks. Don't need to talk to you about that. Yeah. Listen, it's literature. That's why yeah. I read it. <laughs> it's art. Well, okay. Actually, I'll read what he wrote. FYI. Ray, the world of porn and such. Not only do I own a hard copy of How to Make Love Like a Porn Star, mm-hmm. but also I have consumed two great podcasts, The Other Side of the Valley, The True Story of Tracy Lords, and The Butterfly Effect, How Free Porn Has Affected the Porn Industry in the Valley. If you're going to discuss, you need to study it. Let me know if I can oh, be a Jesus. Jesus. Oh, Christ. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. No studying. Somebody has a thing for Tracy Lords is what <laughs> I'm getting from this. I don't, I don't need to hear about his hard copy of this book. <laughs> And we're also, the whole point of this is that we're not learning things and not improving ourselves. Sorry, disqualified. (laughs) And Uh, we definitely don't want a porn expert on (laughs) Yeah, we don't need to have a porn mansplain to us. (laughs) I get it. I am interested in porn in the valley because it was a a thing, but maybe I will listen. I'll I'll listen to a report back and let y'all know. Okay. Okay. Um, Bet says Denton's little death date. I'm halfway through. It's different and neat. And American Gods, Good Omens. Those are amazing. I think American Gods is another one we had at home. And then finally, Daniel says, Lamb, The Gospel According to Biff, Christ, Childhood Pal by Christopher Moore. Okay, two votes for that. Funny and delightfully irreverent. Not irrelevant. Um, (laughs) I thought of two. Can I say them? Yeah. Of course. Okay. One is Best of Me, which is like the best of David Sedaris, because he's funny. And Mm -hmm. that would be fun to read. And then, okay, just bear with me on this. What if we read The Secret and then during book club, we all show our vision boards? (laughs) Well, you guys have a good time with that. (laughs) I'm going to be busy that week. (laughs) Do you remember when secret parties were a thing? No. 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 Oh, it was terrible. (laughs) You know, I'm not crafty. I would never go to something where I had to like show a vision board. (laughs) Can you do it on Pinterest or something? Yeah, right? (laughs) No, you cut out magazines. That sounds a little a too little... self improvey Isn't that the whole point right. of The Secret? Yeah, but if we read it ironically. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. okay. <laughs> I see. <laughs> fine. Fine, fine. Strike it from the record. So if you have more books for us to read, of course, feel free to drop by our Facebook page and put those on. We'll keep checking it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, let's roll on into a little medium talk. I think that we've been anticipating this one for a few days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and the topic, I mean, maybe the tagline of this I wrote is mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the pettiest of them all? <laughs> let's get it started. I don't think it needs to be 
explain any more than that, except for whoever is the pettiest does win. I don't <laughs> I don't want any of this. I hate it when people don't use their turn signals. Basic. No. That's too no, basic. That's too basic. <laughs> So um, I get we said we just go around Robin. I'll just start with the thing that began this line of thinking for me when I was in the Home Depot um, shopping for painting supplies, wearing my winter coat because it was January in Minnesota. And at a certain point, let's say 40 minutes into not even that long, maybe 20 minutes into the shopping trip, a line of sweat just trickled down between my shoulder blades and all the way down my Ugh. spine. And I got so pissed at the yes. world. <laughs> and what then the worst do? part is when you leave, it it freezes. It's there. And it's like, I don't remember if I was wearing a bra that day or not. <laughs> and in any case, I don't feel like taking the coat off and hauling it around the Home no. Depot with my paint. Nope. That's not good. And I was like, well, okay, unwind the scarf. Okay, we'll unzip it most of the way. Let's see if we can get some air in there. And I just don't remember being this hot when I was younger. And I don't like it. Ugh. That's the problem with climate control because this issue happens in the summer too. You're yes. a bit hot walking uh, around and then you go inside and it's refrigerator and then you're cold and you're wearing shorts and a t-shirt. Like, you just can't win. It's so true. I my my One of my best friends from forever she we were friends in dallas and then she has lived in los angeles for about 20 years and then she just moved back to dallas and she's like more concerned about fashion than i am but she was like i really like this leather jumpsuit thing and her Ugh. mom said to her in the summertime you're gonna like want to kill yourself like that's a nightmare that will fill up with her, sweat and it'll just no, you'll be in a, oh. a puddle that's nasty it's yeah. disgusting didn't but she that- learn from ross's leather pants <laughs> i know i know <laughs> <laughs> but then I said, you really need to do, like, at work, if I'm going into the office, I have to have something that I can wear, like, a cardigan or something yeah. over it, because it is frigid inside. But then you walk outside, and it is boiling hot. Ugh. Horrible. It's not good. Yep. yep. All right. Meredith, are you next? Yeah. Um, so I love this one. This makes me so mad on a daily basis, <laughs> and it is worse. Okay, so it's bad enough when you're on just a browser on your computer, and it's it's these pop-up ads that you see on every shitty website that have these tiny little X's that you can't, like a baby hamster toe couldn't yes. you know, <laughs> accurately get it without accidentally clicking on and the ad, which is absolutely it. the point of the stupid thing. Like, otherwise they would make them easy to close. They're, they're made so that you accidentally click on them, which is garbage. And it makes me so angry how manipulative it is. And then when it's on your phone, it's a hundred times worse. It's, yep. I am very resentful of those, especially on when I'm looking at baking websites that are um, home baker type and they start auto playing like the video tutorial for the recipe. And I'm like, no, if I wanted that, I would push play. And then so I'm trying to scroll down and it takes up two thirds of the phone screen. Yeah, autoplay videos should be illegal. Like we need to call Congress about this. The other thing that Mm -hmm. irritates me since you mentioned baking websites is the i know everybody makes this joke but like the three pages of story before you get to the fucking recipe like just i don't Mm -hmm. care about your trip to italy when you had this (laughs) thing like i just don't care i just need to see how long i need to scraper well the the jump to recipe button is a great invention Mm -hmm. it is i know i'm like i want to know how 
what do I need to preheat my oven and what do I need mm-hmm. and the five steps I need to do it. I don't yeah. need you to show. I will Google how to do something if I need to know how to precisely do something because I'm not trusting Kaylin's kitchen, which actually has great <laughs> recipes, but like I'm not trusting her to show me how to do. I just need to know the details. Like, well, just, sometimes like, I know me- like I'm freestyling a recipe or I'm making something up and I just need to know like, okay, how long do you need to cook chicken at this temperature exactly. so I don't kill mm-hmm. myself? And that's yes. all I want to know. And yep. it takes a half an hour to figure it out. Ugh. I know. I get it. Um, okay, mine is um, a little bit more detailed. I'll try to be quick about this. So um, when I was when I went to college, my parents, this is such a rich girl problem. I mean, I had like a shitty Toyota to sell, but I did have a car when I was in high school. Um, but for whatever reason, my parents were very much like, freshman year, you cannot take your car to college. I, we don't want you to. And it was fine. I mean, I always got a ride somewhere, and it was not a big deal. Um, but they had kind of intimated to me that when I returned from college and was entering my sophomore year, I would get a new car because I had a shitty Toyota sell and I wanted a nicer car, which is stupid because I definitely smoked in my car. There's no reason for me to like have a nicer car. It was disgusting. The Toyota sell was great. In retrospect, it was a perfect car for me. So I get home from my second semester. First semester, I did pretty well. Second semester... I do so great. Like I did fine. I don't. It's I didn't fail out of college, but like second semester, your social circle has been established. Yes, I'm having a little bit of a better time. Didn't do as great. Anyway, so my dad and I are talking, and it's like, okay, let's go like look for. And by the way, again, I'm such a brat because it wasn't like I was pitching in for this car. I just wanted a new car. Um, Find me a car, daddy. Find me a car. (laughs) Exactly. And he's like, you know, I'm really just thinking. I think if we just kind of put a little bit of money in your car, it'll be fine. Like, I think it'll be fine to go to Memphis. It's not a big, it's a six hour drive. It's not that big of a deal. And I'm like, but I don't want to take this tomato red, but really like orange car with roll down windows and no airbags to college, but whatever. Fine. But I was like, no, I don't want that. Let's go look. So we go to the dealership where he buys his cars generally. And he just starts talking to the guy and he says, I, I just think that we just need to put a little bit of money in this car. And the, I'm convinced that he probably talked to the guy previously and said like, we're not buying a new car. You just need to like agree with me on this. And so the guy was like, yeah, yeah, I think if you put, you know, $500 in this car, it'll be fine. So my dad's like, okay, I think that's just what we're going to do. We're not getting a new car. You can just take this one to college uh, in the fall. And I was so mad. Like I was steaming mad because I felt like he had just like, tricked me into even though I didn't deserve it but I felt like he had tricked me as we are back oh so another thing about my dad is that he won't drive with me even though I'm a good driver he will not drive (laughs) he always has to drive the car even in my own car he sits in the driver's seat it's a a control Mm -hmm. thing yes he starts backing out of the dealership and he knocks my side window off of my car (laughs) and I was so mad, like cry mad, like I'm mad and I'm just crying. Like that is rubbing salt gr- into the wound. I mean, <laughs> I, I am, know. I am over here playing you the world's tiniest violin, but oh, that is right? pretty you funny. Know, that's the thing with my grievances is mostly me being wronged, but probably I was actually wrong, but like me being wronged and I'm like crying. <laughs> he was laughing like and that's not really my dad's style like he usually will get mad about something like that he i think it's laughing. kind of funny i know it was like now i can kind of but i'm still a little bit pissed that like he denied me the car and then knocked my fucking mirror off because he had to laughed. drive to god yeah, and then laughed weird. at me Ugh. and then so, i 
Yes. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go well, ahead. I want him to tell us if he really had talked to the guy before. Yeah, I think that he, is the great mystery. statute of limitations mm-hmm. is up on this. You can be <laughs> yeah. honest now. Michael, yes. did you pre-talk to the Sewell Lexus guy because, about Because my... that's a move. I, I like that. Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, now in retrospect, I can kind of see, but like, don't promise me something that you're not going to like turn around and do you can't change it on me like i was an adult like you just tell me Ugh, this mm-hmm. bait and switch is bullshit really it is. Is. what it is you know what i what keeps running through my mind is in um 10 things i hate about you when david uh, crumbles yes. character goes <laughs> i'm getting a tercel <laughs> yeah that's a toyota oh yeah um no my all of my cousins would be like, that reminds me of you whenever we saw that part. Uh-huh. It's like, yeah, it's a Tercel. I mean, I didn't even make Tercel. It was a great car. You know what? It was a great car. It lasted me for a very long time. But um, but it's bullshit that I didn't get a new car. What did you think that you were going to get if you got you a know, new car? I don't even know if I even, you know, because it was so pre, I mean, it wasn't pre-internet, but it was so pre-easy like easy for searching. So this is just go to the dealership and look. I know. Well, so we went Ugh. to the like Lexus dealership, which is where my parents got their cars. But it wasn't like we, I was getting a Lexus or anything. They just had a used dealership like adjacent to it. And I'm sure it would have been you probably know, another a Corolla or something. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I have literally only dro- driven uh, Corollas in my life, so it, or Toyotas in my life. So I'm sure it would have been a Corolla or whatever, or something like that. But. Uh, I wanted so- I wanted something with power windows. That's all I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those things that you cannot go backwards from. No. No. It's like the other one that I use is when you get in or en suite laundry. When you get a washer and dryer in your private space, Mm -hmm. you can never go back to a laundry room or laundromat ever again. Ever again. Even One of the main reasons I didn't move to New York City. Oh, yeah. Oh, I could never handle the quality of life there. No, nope. too spoiled now. <laughs> yeah, I'm too spoiled. Actually, you know what? Side note: I was telling my mom the other day. I said that was one of the. I mean, I did live in Los Angeles, but that I had a lot of friends. I don't know if it was maybe our age, and they were so obsessed with Sex in the City that wanted to move to New York. It was sort of their dream. That was never my dream. It always seemed a way too expensive and mm-hmm. b way too hard to live there. I was yeah. like, this looks annoying hard, to me. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. In, unless you're an artist or like, or you're really rich, or mm-hmm. or you're rich, yeah. There's no reason. Is it my turn? Yes. Okay. I have a bunch, so I'm trying to figure out what to do first. Um, I think I'll do one that is my ex-husband. Um, <laughs> so there's lots of grievances to go with him, but um, one of the like weird ones is that I used to have a nickname for him that he really didn't like and so that made me do it even more so I was, I was real nice and the marriage didn't work right? mm. <laughs> and it was mostly because um I have a thing where when you go bowling you have to have a bowling name mm. and so it started with his bowling name was Benji Bear and his name is oh it's because his middle name is Benjamin I think um so and his so then I just called him Benji Bear or Benny Bear or whatever and I would, and he would hate it. And then I would even like make his Christmas present say, to that. <laughs> but so, um, cut to years later, we're divorced. He's remarried. He names his child Benjamin bear. No, his first born. Yes. That's insane. It's weird, right? Yes. That's a cat's name. Um, 
<laughs> it's very, very weird, right? Yeah. He named him after your cat. Oh and God. also a nickname that I gave him. But this is my, um, I guess it's not a, it, I guess it's petty because I, I love the story. So I just recently found out because he could never really keep a job. Like that was one of the reasons why we didn't last is he could not keep a job for like a year, for over a year. He just recently quit his job to become a farmer. And what it really is, is that he has a um, pea patch, like he has a little spot at a local (laughs) pea patch and he he sells the vegetables to, he now has 20 customers. I just found out. Whoa. Um, But at $30 a box and he can only do it for two or three months out of the year. Um, so like that's not very much money. So my friends and I call him Salad Farmer, Casey the Salad wow. Farmer. Because yeah, <laughs> this is what he does. So it's petty that I'm still holding on to that. He wronged me in a lot of that's ways. Amazing. So I think it's okay for me to. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, I don't follow him on Facebook, but my friends are constantly like, uh, "Did you see? <laughs> did you see that he's selling salad?" <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't think that the grievance for wasting your 20s is that petty. Right? Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Uh, all right. We're back around to me. Yep. I, guys, I hate bra straps uh, so yeah, much. Me too. Worst. They all come with the adjustable strap bit. And, yep. you, you know, the bra is fresh and clean and you get it right. And you, you make sure that it's adjusted to the right length so that it keeps your boobies up there yep. and then you wear it a couple of times and it pulls out and all of a sudden you're like wait why are they hanging to my knees because they <laughs> don't stay where you set them and so i hate bra straps and specifically i hate that they're adjustable and i understand that bra companies have to put a little give and take into their products because everybody's body is different and they want to make it adaptable to as many people as possible. But there must be a bespoke bra company on the internet. That sounds oh. like e-commerce, doesn't it? I'm sure there is. I, there has oh, to yeah, be. There has Though to it be. would be also a billion dollars. Like, yeah, like I just paid $74 for a bra. So and that's well, like a decent price for a bra. Yeah. Yep. Here's yeah. the thing. What if it got coupled with mammograms? So you mm. went to the mammogram and it have to be like one of the spa things. So it can mm-hmm. be part of the experience. Yep. And, and you're all used to having your boobs handled by the mammogram people. And then you just go into the next room to get measured for your bespoke bra. And maybe they can have like a cool scanner thing that like you stand on the platform and it like x-rays your torso and oh, gets nice. your exact dimensions. And then, you know, the the bra fitter will have to, you know, come and hold you up and decide how much lift you want. And then you pay for it there. I mean, if you gave me five perfect bras, I'd pay $1,000 for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially if it comes with a free mammogram. (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you remember like in the early 2000s or whenever when um, I think like Levi's would have like, oh, you go and basically get x-rayed or like I was just about to say like they have that at the the Levi's store. Why can't they do that for bras? I've never heard of that. If they could do it for my ass, why can they not do it for my boobs? 
And and they have the bra measurer person at Victoria's mm-hmm. Secret, mm-hmm. which is frankly just the worst place yeah. to get bras. Yeah. Um, no. yeah. But she did a very bad job on me. Yeah. <laughs> so, me too. Let's, I, you need to go to Nordstrom. Nordstrom yeah. is the only place that I go now. And I'm like, she's. It's, I feel the same way as I do with mammograms, where I have lost all modesty, where she's like, okay, I'm going to leave and you can take your bra off. And whatever. I'm like, it's fine. Whatever. Like, eh, whatever. <laughs> Here they are. Here are some like old boobs. You can measure them. It's fine. I really don't care. Do what you want. Oh, no, my boobs are very young. We're but, all, yeah. Yes. Right. We've yes. established this. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. That's canon for this show. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. That's a given. Um, is it my turn? Yes. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is very um, weather-based, Midwest-based, um, if you get snow. And I call these people snow douchers. And these are the people who brush off most of their car, but not all of their <gasps> car. And they leave oh. a shelf of snow on their roofs. And this yep. is not only petty because it will like fly in, you know, they're driving in front of you and it all goes into your car, but it's also dangerous. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe this isn't petty, but I think yeah, I don't this, know, is a legit, this is a legit right? grievance, mm-hmm. but it's a serious grievance that you can't like tell. I mean, what do you do? Like roll down your window and be like, brush the snow off your car. <laughs> like there's nothing mm-hmm. you can do about it. It's just a mm-hmm. serious annoyance. I have heard this before and I was concerned when I drove to the airport and my my car was like a little bit icy but I was like a little bit in a rush and I had heard this before and I was like am I being an asshole because there's shit on my car I guess I probably was but it's just so not anything that I've ever had to deal with and yeah I guess it's super dangerous yeah snow mm-hmm. is flying off yeah they have these mm-hmm. cool there are some fun videos on YouTube of these like giant brushes that semi trucks can go under and it like brushes the snow off of them because that would be really really dangerous oh, if they had gosh. like you know yards and yards of yeah. snow on yeah. top of the the, the trailer um, so that's kind of cool but I wish everybody would do that you need to just get a longer um, snow brush for your car please yeah well some of them don't even bother at all I know yeah. doing any yeah. of it and they that, dig out a little it, hole for their face in the and, windshield, yep. and that's it. And it's, and it's not like they ha- are driving some dry, giant truck. It's just, you know, they don't want to brush the Mazda CRV or you know, <laughs> Honda. Um, their Toyota Tercel is yeah, buried. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, that is kind of serious. I mean... I don't have to deal with it generally, but in February, apparently I did. But yeah. <laughs> well, you can be forgiven for not knowing. I don't know how to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, okay. So my next one. I'm Okay. Bridgie, no, you're not going to be on. Please. No, go. You got to go. I know. <laughs> Does she have a grievance? We'll let her on. Oh, yep. I'm sure she has. grievance is that she can't be on the show. That right. is it. And also or have like, TikTok. Yes. Or have oh, I mean, Instagram. Many, many things. Um. This is, okay, so I asked Dave's permission for this because it's sort of a personal one. Yes, I'm getting the popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) And this is something, you know, his mother and I I have moved on from this. We get along fine. Um, If anybody's listening, Betsy and I get along just fine. So it's just something I'm still mad about. It's still, like, something I will bring up in an argument when we're having about, like, family or whatever. So when Dave and I got engaged, um, we had been together for two-ish years. We had lived together for a year. Like, it wasn't something that was surprising that we were getting engaged. I mean, he was 34 and I was 28. Like, it wasn't a, it wasn't like we were child 
brides and grooms or anything. Um, his mother sent an email, which I'm so mad that I do not have this email, but I, it is burned. I know Mm -hmm. it's on my old Gmail. I didn't for, I don't, I deleted it. I don't know, but it is burned in my brain forever. He forwarded it to me. I was not included on this email. Betsy, my mother-in-law, who is generally a lovely person. Um, she, um, sent it to all of her siblings. She's the oldest of nine. She sent it to all of her siblings and everybody in their extended family and said, Dave, proposed to Hillary Livingston. He is very excited. We are very surprised. <laughs> and I'm still fucking Hooray. pissed about this. <laughs> Nothing else was said. That was it. There was no like picture of me, picture of the they had met me. I'm a I'm a good parent person. Like parents like me because I am talkative. I can talk How about How long things. were you together? Like two and a half years at that point. It was I had met them. I'd been to their Why house. Why would they be like, surprised? <laughs> Well, the surprise is that that he's happy, right? I guess, and maybe that he was not moving back to Boston anytime soon. Oh, you still they blame you for like stealing him to live in Austin? Yeah, and I'm the one. Mm -hmm. I'm the one that has always said, if you ever want to move to Boston, it's okay. Like we can do it. I'm adventurous. Like let's go move. Yes, I do not know how to deal with cold weather um, at all, but like I like living in different cities. I'm cool with it. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. but no, uh, that has burned into my brain and probably somewhat like yeah. Yeah, colored my um, relationship with her because she is very uh, nonplussed about me, that, if I'm using it correctly. Um, anyway, that is just, she's never said anything about it. I've never said anything about it, but it is something that fucking irritates me. I will say when I was talking to Dave about grievances, he did men- he mentioned it. And I said, are you okay with me using this? And he said... Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's, uh, she's not listening. To I feel it. like My you've brother- told this story before. Maybe just to us. Oh, I don't know. But like, <laughs> probably. that is a really passive aggressive little still slap. Still makes me mad. Oh, yes. that, it, that approaches Midwestern levels of passive yeah. aggressiveness. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like she didn't necessarily say anything bad about me. Well, right. It was just that she we are said surprised. She could have said something nicer. <laughs> yeah. We are surprised. We are happy. Like, like come I'm on. Not, I wasn't <laughs> pregnant. Or like, just it w- that's it. You don't <laughs> no. even have to say we're surprised. Yeah. yeah. Ugh, anyway. He's very happy. Period. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The we're surprised, like the the um, adjacency is really what does it because mm-hmm. it's like. <laughs> In contrast to him being happy, we are You're just very surprised. <laughs> but um, why does he want to marry his... her? I know. Yeah. I'm like, I'm her? hot. Come on. <laughs> what? Um, did, how did other people in the family take it? Do you even know? I don't know. I wish I was on that train because I have did I I have won over everybody in his family. They adore me. His father adored <laughs> me. She is the only one that's always been like a little lukewarm about me. Mm-hmm. Except you know, sometimes I'm like, You're still I gave a baby. you I whatever. It's fine. You He's gave her grandchildren. So, yeah. I yeah. gave her a boy and a girl. Come on. Anyway, whatever. That's the ideal, I'm still right? a little bit pissed about it. I know. Um I'm trying to think which one I should do next. I had a mother-in-law one. I want to hear about Bob's daughters. I'm peaked about oh, okay. that. Okay. So this is, um, I have so much petty thoughts about them. So um, when I worked for a really rich guy, his daughters loved me. They called me their third sister. Um, they would um, like give me extravagant gifts and um, like one let me stay in her penthouse apartment in Chicago and like all sorts of stuff. As soon as he died, they changed it to, you're going to have a job for life. Don't worry. You're worse. You're set. We need you. 
then they kept moving me into smaller and smaller offices. I was like that office space guy. <laughs> like You're Milton. Aww. You're like, where's my I stapler? I was 100% Milton. Like, um, I was, I was seriously. Radio at a reasonable <laughs> <quality. laughs> I was in an office. So our office probably was bigger than my condo, the original office with him. Like it had a view of the water and the space needle and it was all windows and it was beautiful and it was on the 43rd floor. By the time I was done, I was in a, a room the size of a closet with um, banker's boxes filled with his papers all the way up to the ceiling. And um, so they kept saying like, oh, yeah. And then in his will, because I had helped um, facilitate all of that stuff getting written, I was supposed to be um, on the board of a charity that was getting created upon his death. And so they kept saying like, oh, yeah, that's going to happen. You're going to have a job for life. Don't worry. And then one of the daughter's husbands came in to that little tiny office. He's like, oh, I'm in town. I want to um, meet with you. Because they'd always like take him out to lunch or dinner or whatever to fancy places. And he came in and it was just him. And he was like, so you probably know that that you don't have a job anymore. And I was like, oh, what? I don't know that. And he's Excuse like, me? Yeah. And he's like, we, um, you actually are only going to make half of your salary feel free to find a job but you're done in three months and I was like whoa I didn't know any of that because they had kept telling me but I kind of had a feeling because they stopped writing they started they stopped answering my emails like I would ask questions Mm -hmm. and then they stopped but prior to this before when they were like oh you have a job for life Bob's new wife through who they hated was still alive and they assumed that I was like being a spy and giving her like secret information. And then when she um, passed away, um, she actually like took her life um, because they were, I think because they were so mean to her. And also she was like um, a huge alcoholic and drug addict. But anyways, when she died, they like immediately just cut me off. And so I don't know if they were like trying to get information or what was happening there, but there was something So this is my pettiness of them is that I still follow one of them on Instagram and I like everything she posts (laughs) just so that she's, (laughs) I'm still here, bitch. So she remembers. I'm a ghost. Do you see that name? Gave me this, like everything they've given me. I just like look at it. And I, when our closet got ripped out, I found this Michael Kors purse that still has the tags. It wasn't me. It was black with gold trim. It just wasn't me. And, um, I look at it and I just get so angry. Like I'm so angry about like you bought me this like fancy handbag. And then the next day I just, you don't even respond to my emails. Cool. Uh. Rich people are the worst. Yeah. They're the worst. <laughs> Rich people are the worst. I only want to watch stuff about them. I know. Right? I know. <laughs> I kind of want to be them, but also they're, they're terrible. The worst. Yeah, they're terrible. Yeah. I think there's a difference between getting rich and always having been rich. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Like hundred that that. Those grapes rotted on the vine. Those yeah, Trump yeah. kids. Yep. Yeah. Know. Oh. Yeah. I mean, they look well, like like royalty, and when I say that, I mean that they look like they're hemophiliacs. Like they are right, like yeah. they're inbred, and, <laughs> yeah. and their hair's weird. Yeah, stop th- talking I mean, like, about Eric like that. <laughs> <laughs> 
and and these people like they had well, one of them has never had a job in her life and she's of course almost 60 because he's just given her money and the other one has always volunteered because her husband also came from money his dad was like the president of goldman sachs for years so they have so much money and they were fighting between each other over more money and it was just disgusting because yeah. i knew their net worth because he would require them to give a net worth statement before he would gift them money every year it was, so gross. it was really gross the whole thing i mean this just sounds like a really healthy family dynamic <laughs> yeah. all around. Oh, for no, sure yeah it was gross uh all right on to my next one i put this on the show sheet because we talked about it before we started recording <laughs> and that my petty grievance is against stores that have puns in their names. Mm. If we have any listeners who are business owners who have a, a pun in their store name, I apologize, but you made a mistake. <laughs> yeah. You wanted something punchy it. that would stand out, that would be funny, give people a laugh. It's terrible. And I'm yes, not just is. talking about the dirty ones like the come and go gas stations <laughs> or the mm -hmm. pump and munch god love me but any pho business oh pho is the oh, worst oh my god i just put pho my favorite King one in slack and all that yeah tie one on that's one that's here <laughs> oh nothing oh, but I, cakes is terrible yeah, <laughs> nothing but cakes we and, have that here too like, i hate it and it. it, it, it's like not a like it's not a bad cake to have at like a party or whatever, but you're just like this is so stupid. The icing they use is really weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it is really it is. weird. It looks like slugs I don't or like it. Yeah, it does uh, not flow the way an icing should. No, I I just looked it up and I mentioned this in the pre-show chat. Um, the one in Memphis, Amy, if you're listening, you'll know. There's a place uh, in Memphis called, or maybe it's closed sadly, but it was called. I just Googled it, Tut, T-U-T, dash, Uncommon Antiques. And for the longest time, I was like, I don't understand why it's called that. Like, I don't get it. That seems like such a hard name. And then Missy, I know is a listener of the show, that was like, you idiot. It's Tutankhamen. Like, you're so dumb. That is so a I stupid even, name. I didn't even get the pun. And it was a pun the whole time. I didn't even get it. I'm too dumb to get it so you know that is name fail right there <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's horrible. if you didn't get it i bet no. you're not the only one <laughs> yeah i i don't let's stop trying to be cute yeah everybody just name just your name store it. name your store yeah give it your name i like big bunts and i don't i cannot <laughs> lie <laughs> oh no i mean i do yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay um my next one is something that affects me on a well it used to be a very frequent basis and now i almost never go to the grocery store but i call them grocery store zombies and these are people who are so wrapped up in their own little Ugh. world that they stop in the middle of the mm. aisle and or uh. block the whole aisle with their cart and just like stare off into the middle distance while you're standing there like yes hello excuse and this I is would say worse. this is more male oriented i feel mm -hmm. like mm, for the I, part. you get stuck behind uh, an old lady yeah that's like true. on a tuesday that's morning at the uh, grocery yes. store <laughs> that they Ugh. just walked down the middle 
Yeah, they walked out. And, and this, then, I think in my experience, this gets worse as the um, fanciness of the grocery store increases. Yeah, There's yes. a linear oh relationship here. And the, you know, yes. you go to Plum Market, which is a very, you know, fancy grocery store here. It's just nobody is. It's like they're walking around with blindfolds on, for Christ's sake. It's yes. just they absurd. Don't care. Yeah, because they're so They're making Z's in the, they're yes. like all over the place. Like they're drunk drivers mm-hmm. with their carts. Yep. And yes. my, my tact is usually to, this is the petty thing, is I don't just go, excuse me um because that would be the direct and and normal thing to do i will just stand there and stare or like daggers into the back of their heads until they realize that they're being rude five minutes later and they'll turn around and go oh uh, i'm sorry and then i just kind of Mm -hmm. stare at them icily walk by i feel like this has gotten worse uh yeah it has 100 percent. because on well i think now that things are opening up it's a little bit but but um i feel like Going to the store was the only place people could go. Mm-hmm. So it brought out the worst. And people just wanted to stay there because they don't want to go home to their families. Yeah. And so they're just like wandering around like, oh, maybe I should have this for dinner, but maybe I shouldn't. Yeah. it's Or people talking on their phone mm-hmm. while they're doing yeah. that same thing. Most recently, it was I was at the store and it was two people who knew each other and they just like... Uh, turned away and blocking the entire aisle and just ch- the, in their own little world so much so that I eventually just turned around and went the other way because I couldn't stand it Ugh. well that's the only way to hang out right I, I yes. always think that it's ruder to I don't know see the way that you handle it by just waiting for them and you know passive aggressively glaring mm-hmm. that that's the right way to do it but... <laughs> well it is the midwestern way and that's what i do so. <laughs> but, but i just I... it makes my anger just go through the roof mm-hmm. i do say excuse me mm-hmm. <laughs> perhaps no, i'm not... not quite like that but <laughs> i think i do the excuse excuse me the problem is is with the mask like move just... you fuckers yeah, <laughs> no, what i really no. want to do well, you don't want to squeeze by people right now either. So, like, if they're yep. even kind yes. of blocking the way, yes. I'm I'm not going to just, I just like... turn around because I can't. Yeah. yeah. Because they, you know that they're not safe. They're not COVID safe. The problem is also, is I get, I am very strategic about my grocery shopping. I do it online mostly now, but, like, when I'm at the grocery store, it's like there's a path I want to take, and I don't want to mm-hmm. backtrack. Mm-hmm. And it pisses me yep. off when I'm forced to backtrack. It was the worst when grocery stores were doing directional aisles, which I don't know about uh, you guys, but here they've just absolutely given up. Like, nobody oh, yeah. cares. Yep. And so if I, when I was trying to follow those things, it was like, okay, I got to back up, and no, now I'm going the wrong the way. One. And now I have to go two aisles over to get go the same direction I wanted yep. to go before. It's just a nightmare. It was Hate like, it. I don't think I'm getting my steps that here. for the day. Every grocery store here did that for like a, a month. <laughs> and yeah. then nobody cared. So they so just like... took the arrows away. <laughs> I don't care if I get COVID. I will claim my space. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I will take it. Uh, I agree. Um, okay. I'm trying to think. I'm okay. I'm looking at mine. Okay. So my, I was thinking about that Dave doesn't put the toothpaste in the, we share toothpaste and he doesn't put it in the center of the our like counter mm-hmm. and that pisses me off. But that that is very petty, but he's working on it, so I will I don't know, I'll give him a little bit of a pass. I'll just uh, mention it, but I won't. 
He was like, I'm working on it, or I'm doing better. And I was like, you think you're doing better, Why but don't you're you actually... just get your own toothpaste? <laughs> I know. Well, this was my toothpaste that he decided he liked, which is a whole other issue, because he mm-hmm. used to talk shit about it, and well, now he's decided there. he liked... Yeah, exactly. What? Um, He'll use lady toothpaste? Uh, I mean, don't you have the stuff in the pink? He's going to start having his period. His teeth are going to start turning pink. Pink. No, okay, so the next one that I'm going to talk about. So when I... I was in a sorority, as previously mentioned. So during sorority rush, you rush, you go through all these stupid parties, and there's a selection process. Well, so I got dropped. There's four sororities at my, or there were four sororities at my, four white sororities, I should say, at my um, school, and uh, I got dropped from two of them, and so I had two left. There was only one that I wanted to be in. I got chosen by them. Very exciting. Whatever. Um, you're supposed to, so when you get the letter that you, oh yeah, like you matched up with Tridelt, you run to their house, all these girls running to the house and you're supposed to have like an older person, like hand you a t-shirt, like, yay, this is so exciting. Like we're joining up. Well, I already had this sort of sense that I was, the only reason why I was picked is because I went to this certain high school and I was sort of grouped in with these other girls. I was definitely like not as cute as they were. They were these little like, uh, you know, sprites. And I'm like this hulking girl like, oh, I want to go join too. <laughs> and nobody was there. No, uh, you know, older Trident was there to greet me with a shirt. So I was just sitting there. Everybody's crying and hugging this older person. And I'm there just like by myself waiting for a shirt and I'm like do I get a shirt and there's oh yeah let me find one for you and nobody ever gave me one and I just I know and then I just had to like pose for a picture without a shirt and they were like oh we're so sorry it was just like a mishap and I just was there like you know, hulkily with all these like 110 pound, like five foot two girls, like with my, they're all with straight hair. I'm with curly hair. It's, you know, I felt the difference right then. I, you know, I was very blind to, I don't know what I looked like then. And that, that was like one of those moments where I just realized like, oh, I'm different from everybody else here. Like I am like the heavier one and I kind of look like Dory and it just, it like, it ended up being fine. It was fine. But it was just one of those times where you're like, and, I, and I'm very good at sticking my head in the sand and being like, it's okay, it's okay, it's no big deal. But at that point, I was just like, oh, I feel like a dork right now. Like, that was one of those moments that I felt Are like Are you a sure dork. it wasn't a hazing thing? No. no. I, mean, well, may, I no. mean, maybe it was. But no, I don't really think it was. No, you were the diversity hire <laughs> in the <laughs> white sorority. I'm sorry, this yeah. whole situation <laughs> sounds disgusting oh, to me. It's so crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy now to think about this. I mean, this is a total, like, side note. But, like, it's so I think about this a lot right now. I don't watch The Bachelor. It's one of the, you know, few reality shows that I'm just, I have watched it, but it's just not something that I'm like super into. But they had this racial, you know, reckoning on the show, which is good, but it's very awkward. And they were talking about how um, one of the girls posed in a picture um, where she's wearing an antebellum dress. Now, when I was in college, that was definitely a thing. Like the K's had old South. It was a formal, the guys would dress in, um, Confederate gear and the girls would wear, this was common. If you go to a school in the South, like anywhere in the South, it was a thing like it. And, and sororities and fraternities were very, uh, segregated just, and, and actually 
sororities and fraternities are pretty segregated just in general, but like, mm-hmm. it, especially in the South, obviously. I was obviously not invited to Old South. And I keep thinking about it, you know, in 20 or in 1999, I probably would have gone and would have had to. <laughs> obviously deal with the fact that I, I probably would have been like, cool. Like I get to dress like Scarlett O'Hara, you know, this is fun. Like I, I, and now I'm like, Oh my God, it just is these are these things that, you know, you sort of have to step back and think I participated in a super racist thing and I maybe had an idea, but like just wasn't, there's no excuse for it. I'm not excusing it. It just was more like, I just was so in my bubble that I wasn't conscious of it, that this was a terrible thing and that there were four white sororities and two black sororities basically. And it was like, Oh, that's just like how it is. You know? Yay. That's how it is. Anyway. What uh, killed me about that whole bachelor thing was Chris Harrison getting uh, in trouble for defending that girl. And I know. he was like, guys, it was so long ago. It was like, it was like two dude, years. it was 2018. <laughs> Not so long ago. 2008, okay. Uh, 2018, come on. Well, and the thing is that's so stupid. And, and, and it was banned then. Like, it was something they were like, mm. I mean, K.A. is... If, oh, they were doing it, like, illegally? Yes, they were like, oh, this is a, <laughs> this is something though. Uh, one of the, the Kappa Alpha, one of their... Um, not um, hazing things, but one of the things that you have to do to become a full-fledged fraternity member is that you have to, like, recite Robert E. Lee's speech of something. No. And, oh, yeah. I mean, Robert what? E. Lee is Gross. this, like, vaulted. Wait, what college is this? Well, this is Rhodes College. We're, we're one of our... We're Rhodes Scholars. <laughs> I'm a Rhodes Scholar. Oh, um, but oh. but if you meet a KA from anywhere, when you, KAs are like a national fraternity. It's not like a... It's probably more no. prevalent in the South, but, like, it is not a rare fraternity or anyway mm-hmm. I, I but I, I do often think like you know in 1998 97 98 t- to 2001 it wouldn't have been weird for me to do this but I definitely would have been like uh, it's one of those things where I'm like I think if I had been asked I probably would have done it because I was so desperate to be asked to anything that I would have done it but now I would have looked back and been totally ashamed and I'm very excited that I actually wasn't asked them. Um, but yeah, no, it's super gross. Like it is a gross institution that um, being in a sorority, I was talking about this earlier, being in a sorority is one of those things that has never benefited me and except that I did make good friends there. Like that is the benefit to it. But I know so many guys, even in California, like even on the West coast who have gotten jobs because they were an SAE at USC or whatever, you know, they, I've never gotten a job because I was a trial. There's never been somebody that said, Oh, like my fellow sister, you got a job, but men definitely. Yeah. Just like Eagle Scout. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Versus the Girl Scout. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, it's a very kind of gross institution that, uh, privileges skinny white girls. That's with straight the, hair. That's the main reason I went to Western. I didn't want a football team or a Greek system. Well, that's good. I mean, I one of my saddest recognitions is I didn't go to the University of Texas because, which is an excellent school, um, because uh, I didn't think I would get in the sorority my mom was in. I was like, there's just no way because it's a very popular girl sorority. And I, even though I came from the right high school, I was definitely, you know, I was a theater kid. So it was, I knew all of the people, but it wasn't like I was one of the popular girls. I'm like, there's no way, even if I have a double legacy, there's no way that they would take me. And it's so embarrassing that that was like something that I thought about (laughs) when I was going to college, that it was like, I won't get to the right sorority. And now I'm like, it literally doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter. Nobody cares. I have met Tridel to the wild and everybody's like, cool, you're a Tridel. 
Okay, like moving on. Do you have a secret handshake that you do? <laughs> there is, but like, will know. you show me? Sure. Yes, <laughs> I will. Sorry, I will. <laughs> I barely remember it. Like you it was break not... the sacred vows of sisterhood. Sisterhood. I know. I don't remember it really, but I I could be refreshed at some point, I guess. So fuck those bitches. Yeah. Um, I am going to talk about this person that. It was friends with Jeremy when I met him, and she is what I call a chaos mumpet. Mm. Um, everything in her life is like everything happens to her. Like mm. every oh, it's just I could go on and on. Like I had to unfollow, not unfriend, but unfollow her on Facebook and Twitter and everything because her her posts made me so anxious. Um, but when I'm feeling petty i check in (laughs) um so the story is once i got these skirts and they were like at nordstrom and they because i used to have to dress up when i worked for the rich dude when i worked for bob yeah so i got these like cute work skirts at nordstrom and they were on sales but they because i'm short because i have (laughs) tiny legs um i have to get things so it would be like below the knees, but they're supposed to be like above the knee. And so I needed to have them. <laughs> I had the opposite problem. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> Everything I wear, it turns into a mini skirt. <laughs> no. um, so I um, needed to have them hemmed up. And she was like in our friend group and we would do trivia every Wednesday and she was there. And someone was like, oh, she really needs money right now. Maybe she could do those for you. And so I gave her these three skirts and I gave her, I don't remember, it was either 50 or $100. And I've never seen the skirts. <gasps> she kept the skirts and the money. Wow. <laughs> Rude. What a yeah. bitch. And I asked multiple times. And like I went and helped her do something at her chaotic house at one point. And she was like, oh, the skirts are, are here. They're, they're right here. I'm almost done. And then I never. So saw she's it. a chaotic the- flake. Yeah, I hate it when those kind of people don't realize they're the common denominator here. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, Ugh. like the people who are always complaining about how bad customer service is, and you're yeah. like, well, yes. yeah. why does this always happen to me? This is exactly. my thing when people say like, I always have a bad boss or I always have a bad roommate. That's very like in my twenties, mm-hmm. and you're like. They have multiple bad roommates, and I'm like, the common it's denominator you. is you, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Mm. Uh, I really like how these grievances are kind of splitting out. Like <laughs> Meredith and I have grievances against the world, and yeah. Christine and Hillary have very specific grievances like against people. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, everybody has a grievance. Um, so our last, our discussion of um, grocery store zombies put another, a very related one in my mind that made me so angry and was the reason I started hashtag reclaiming my space was the issue of sidewalk hogs. Ugh. And that's uh. when I'm walking on the edge of the sidewalk in one direction and uh, coming towards me are like three people walking abreast and they're occupying the entire sidewalk and it they refuse to group or stack so that I can walk by yep. instead forcing me to step into the street, mm-hmm. the grass, the gravel, so the whatever. Weird. And I used to get so angry at the inconsiderateness of these people. And finally I said, fuck it. I'm standing my ground. Yep. And if they don't move it, 
they're going to run into me. And you know what? They move every time. Yep. So it wasn't that they just don't notice. It was that they thought they didn't have to. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. now that I stand my ground, it's not a problem anymore. But I really am pissed off at those people. Agreed. I I, I find this is very, very common with men in particular. Yep. Yes. Um, And it took a long time for me to get through this anger and then to, 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 you know, get up the current because it's it's kind of scary when you're walking by yourself and you're basically like you know fronting on a dude who's walking towards you and you're playing this weird kind of mental game of chicken um and it's my always my instinct to just like i'll just make this situation easier and i will be the one to move Mm -hmm. but why am i always the one to move and when i stopped doing it i got smashed into several times Mm. um like guys would shoulder check me or Mm. you know they would stop right in front of me like three inches from my face which again i'm not doing that anymore ever again um (laughs) i don't want to be that close to strangers (laughs) um but it's it's infuriating so i totally i totally hear you i think maybe it's another one of the benefits of being a large woman Mm -hmm. is that they can try to walk through me it's not i'm probably taller than you are so fuck off (laughs) i will crush you if you try to walk through me Ugh. Um, okay, my I'm going to do my last two in, in rapid succession because one doesn't have a lot of uh, substance. Avocados, you know, guys, what's the deal? Uh, it's bullshit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they need to last longer. I finally figured out a little bit of a system, but it's still a guessing game because you can't peek inside no. there and see if they're green or brown. But when they're this kind of random amount of softness, I'll throw them in the fridge and they'll last a couple more days. But it's still always like a weird... Surprise. Like, I've got this whole lunch planned out, and hopefully my avocado oh. cooperates or else my lunch is ruined. It makes me angry. And and they can either be, like, brown on the inside, or occasionally they have those weird, like, spider-like yeah. veins yes. running yes. through them. Yes. That is so freaky. It's weird. It's really freaky. And then have you noticed that sometimes, especially I feel like this year, they are the perfect temp- – they're the perfect softness – and they're tasteless. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So they're just a texture. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't need just a texture. Yeah. I um because I you know, my my beloved H E B, I basically just order like I don't know how to go to the grocery store for real. Like I will go and pick up intermittent things that we're we've run out of, but for the most part I'm ordering stuff. The only problem is Sorry, and bananas, which I actually Rory has Ugh. moved on from bananas and bananas. <laughs> I've really only like been making chocolate banana bread with bananas. So I don't care as much about the ripeness of those. But with avocados, I put a note not too ripe because I need them to be I, because mm-hmm. I always have one hanging around that I can use for whatever. And I'm like, I don't need these to be at like peak ripeness right now, because mm-hmm. if I get four avocados and then you can't like, eat them all that day. No. And Dave doesn't really like avocados. Bridget sort of does. But like, I'm really the avocado consumer of my house. And I'm like, I'm so frustrated. And I hate wasting food. I hate wasting food. It makes me borderline insane to like pour milk out because I'm like, this is just like wasted money. I'm pouring Mm -hmm. it down the drain, even though it's, you know, a dollar or whatever, but it makes me crazy. So throwing out a shitty avocado pisses Mm -hmm. me off because they're like not expensive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and you know that once it turns that shade of black, yeah, the oh, countdown is on. And mm-hmm. You've got about 15 minutes right? to yep. use that sucker. For Wait real. In the middle of the night. You're like, I'm on a keto diet right now. Like, let's <laughs> go. <laughs> You're like, oh, my God. I hope it's still good tomorrow morning. <laughs> no, it's not. 
Oh, I agree. That's a good one, Meredith. Yeah, Thanks. It is. Let's it go is. around again because I guess that had more to it than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Um, I'm going to do my two. One is very quick. I hate picking things up. It makes me mad every single time. When I drop things and have to pick things up, that's just a grievance <laughs> in my life. I, it started when I was pregnant because it would be so annoying when you would drop something and you'd be like, oh, my God, this is a process of picking it up. And it would make me so mad. Now having kids picking shit up I, I actually the good thing about having a nine and six year old is I'm like I'm just rolling I'm not picking this up like if you want it to be picked up it's on you to pick it up because I'm not doing it even though I don't like things to be messy they have to do that shit that's a random thing the real one no wait I'm, I have something to say oh, about picking yes. things up <laughs> the the double down on that is when you've dropped something and you're like, oh, I'm just going to pick that up real quick. And then you go for it and you kind of get a hand on it and get it oh. part of the way up and then you drop it again. Yes. So you know what my move is, is to then drop something else that I was also holding. And then I'm like, well, this is just never going to end. I'm, yep. Uh, this is where I, I know. I heard, here now. I heard like some, I don't know, like efficiency expert or something that was like, if you see something that needs to be picked up, like you should just pick it up and it'll make you feel better. And I've kind of thought that there is a empty, an empty bottle of Windex that is inexplicably in my backyard. I'm not picking it up. I told Dave, I was like, you have to pick it up. And I look at it and it annoys me, but I'm just not doing it. Like, I'm done. I can't. And Dave's like, I might pick it up, but maybe I'll send Rory out. And he hasn't done it. And I'm like, I'm just not. He's just sitting there. I'm not dealing with this. It's just sitting in the corner of my back, my very small backyard. I'm not picking up. This, empty this is a game of, of marriage brinkmanship. <laughs> and I'm here for it. I know. He yeah. said to me, oh, I forgot to pick it up. I need to go do that. And the other day I said, hey, it's still out there. He said, well, I'm going to make Rory do it. And I'm like, okay, well, it's on you. I'm not doing this this is not my domain i feel like we could have had a whole husband and kids <laughs> grievance maybe that could be a moms on the pod yes. episode because there, there was an episode of everybody loves raymond which i used to watch occasionally where i i believe the storyline was ray came home from like a business trip and had his suitcase and he put the suitcase, the empty suitcase, on the landing of the stairs to go upstairs. And then he and uh, Deborah, was that the wife's name? Yeah. They yeah. had this battle of wills, silent battle of wills over who was going to put the suitcase away, take it the rest of the way up the <laughs> stairs that lasted like a week. And I think in the end, someone ended up like putting a really stinky piece of cheese in it to try and get the <laughs> other one to God. deal with it. But... That's true. I'm not even, I've never even been married and that's totally relatable. Yep. I have definitely, I think one time, Anne, when you came here, you were like, oh, I'm staying at a hotel this time. And I said, good, because I'm on strike right now. <laughs> and I had like not picked up any, anything that's not mine. And I didn't close any of the, the do doors that were open all over the place. Mm. And I didn't do any dishes besides my own or cook my own meals or do laundry. Yeah, it, it, I think it took about a week until everyone broke. Yeah. But, yeah. but the, when I go on strike, it's it's a mess. I know, it's, and yeah. it's hard to hold to it because you're just like, but I want. I know be because clean. I hate yeah, it. Gross. I hate I clutter. I hate it. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. All right. I'll say my last one for last since that yeah. actually was on. <laughs> both 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 avocados and picking shit up are actually yeah. like <laughs> good ones. Yeah. 
Um, let's see. I will talk about one about work. I can't do much about work because I know some people listen, but this is one. We were in a building, um, and it was when I was office manager, so um, I didn't have to do the dishes, but I would just make sure that they were done, if that makes sense. Like, if you went to the dishwasher, like, similar how it should be at home. If there's a sink full of dishes, do the dishes, put them away or whatever. And this one uh, guy I worked with, we'll call him Todd. Um, it's a perfect, he, it's a perfect. It's fucking Todd, Is he right? a white dude? Yes, yeah. of course he is. I mean, I've talked about him other times. I won't say his name, but you know Hillary. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> Todd would bring his lunch every day and he would use a fork and he would leave it dirty on his desk. And they just would um, c- get there to the point where there was no more. And we had probably oh, 25. No. He would no, take them no, out of the kitchen no. and leave them yes. on his desk? Yes. That's insane. Yes. Yes. And like, so passive aggressively, once I made a wanted poster, like missing all the forks <laughs> and like took a picture of forks. And then, and then I just, I knew where they were because I walked around and I'd see them all dirty and nasty. But on he, his he needed desk. a public shaming. Yes. Yeah. And, um, so what, what I started doing is just saying, well, ask Todd, if, if people said, <laughs> do you know where all the forks are? Isn't it weird? They're all missing. I'm like, yep. Why don't you go ask Todd? And it finally worked. And he's like, I can't be the only one that uses forks. And then he just like left him in the sink. Well, and then when I, I went take to them him. all away. You don't give anyone exactly. else the option. Todd. So we don't have that situation. I'm not an office manager anymore. And I still hold that. <laughs> I still hold that. Because of fucking forks. And we don't even work. We work from home and I'm still mad about it. <laughs> This is a man whose mother picked up after him mm, every yep. day of his life. For sure. And is. now has a partner that does it. Mm-hmm. This is not good for you men. No. You, nope. you need to disgusting. be self-sufficient, at least regarding your forks. It's not that hard. Yes. Throw it in the dishwasher, at least. Yes. You don't even yeah. need to rinse it off. Ugh. Just throw it in the dishwasher. Yes. it's. Not, we had a dishwasher. You don't have to do it by hand. Just put them in. It's not hard. I swear to God, I don't know if my dad ever loaded a dish. Mm. Ever. And he he would like put the dirty... He would rinse them, I think, in the sink because he didn't want food sitting on the plates. But then he would like put them on the counter that was right over the dishwasher. Why, just to make a point? I don't know. And he, he would give us lectures on how properly to open the cupboard uh, doors so that we didn't smash into the dishwasher. I'm like, so I know that you know that we have one. <laughs> right. You're no aware of it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. I feel uh, so when I go to my dad's house, um Boomer Ranch. Papa Q, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exact Boomer Ranch. Q will not let anyone put anything in the dishwasher because he full on washes it with soap and water and then puts it in. And I feel so weird. Like it feels like it hurts my body to just be putting a dish into the sink. And I hate it so much. But but if he knows that you put a dish and he knows, I don't know how he knows, but he knows <laughs> he will take all of the dishes out, wow, all of them what? and rewash them and then put them in the dishwasher. Isn't it supposed to work worse? Like it's be- like it's yes. it's not as effective if you have everything yes. squeaky clean in the dishwasher. Like the soap it needs can, some like, work, rip something to do off of off of your dishes. <laughs> That's if you, yeah. Especially the newer dishwashers mm-hmm. like they say not to 
super clean them off. But yeah. Yeah, but I want to rinse the junk off because I don't yeah. like the idea of having food bits in well, the yeah. dishwasher. Yeah. yeah, and it makes it yucky if you if it, it smells, you don't run it right away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. But like washing them full on with soap and water, that's a little yep. that's a little with overboard. The sponge even. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Slightly obsessive compulsive, I would say. Yeah. Yes. Um okay, are are and do you have one do you have another one or should I go? I mean, you never know what might pop up. True. But. Yeah. Um, okay. My last one is just rain, light, and sound. I hate all of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> Meredith, like the other night, we had a really bad, like at four in the morning, we had a really bad storm and it, it woke me up, which it takes a lot to wake me up mm-hmm. in the middle of the night. And I was so mad. I was like, what's happening? Is it going to break through the window? I was so pissed about the whole thing. So Welcome really to every was. time mm-hmm. it rains. Okay. La- this, this happened last night. I have had a really hard time sleeping and it seems like every little thing will wake me up and rain, especially because I was traumatized by rain last summer on the balcony. And before oh, that, that's true. Do you guys remember Molly, the dog? Mm-hmm. RIP, sweet girl. Um, she was terrified of rain. And so whenever it started to rain, she would start to pant and pace and drool like buckets. And so that was kind of traumatized. You know, it was like a, a no- awful thing. I felt bad for her. And it was this whole struggle mm-hmm. to try and get her to calm but down. It, but then you had a reaction to and it. And then, yeah, I was yeah, kind yeah. of conditioned to when it started yes. to rain, especially if it started to rain in the middle of the night, you would wake up and she'd be standing on your chest. And this was a 70 pound dog, like drooling into your eyes. You know, it was just like, I lived in terror of, of a rainstorm and in Dallas, like they were serious. <laughs> like it rains really hard. <laughs> yeah, it no, it's there. a big, yeah. Yep. For a long time yeah. too, right? And I don't know if it's just that I'm a, such a light sleeper now, but it started to rain. It rained like a little bit. It kind of was like pattering on the, the windows all night long. And I felt like I was half awake the whole night, like not even awake enough mm-hmm. to where I could just go do something or read. I was just like, I can, I gotta go, go, just go back annoyed. to sleep. Yeah, I was just annoyed. Mm-hmm. And I felt like crap all day today because it rained like come on um and then my neighbors on one side this is not the not the eight mile side they have like like football stadium floodlights on their on their you know around Uh. their house which is you know it's detroit it's for safety i get it but i have to have like i have serious you know blinds and then blackout curtains and it's still too much light um, so that will keep me awake. And then like any little sound, um, on the other side, the neighbors eight miles side, they have, I don't know what the heck they're doing. I don't know what's going on over there, but there are people coming and going at all hours. And so you'll hear car doors slamming or car alarms going off when people forget mm-hmm. to, t- whatever. So that sort of stuff wakes me up constantly. So I'm mad at all of those events. Oh. I, I'm raging about fucking birds. As soon as it Ugh. became, um, <laughs> daylight savings they start chirping outside of my window at 3 30 in the fucking oh, morning and i want to oh. i said it was like the third day in a row where i was woken up and couldn't get back to sleep and i said jeremy we need to find where they live and cut that thing down like whatever it is i don't even care if it's in the neighbors i'm over it yeah i already hate birds but this is like ugh, can't Meredith, I'm starting to think that you might need to live in a bunker in the country. Uh, yes. That's genuinely the plan. Like, <laughs> that's my ultimate goal. <laughs> okay, and I agree. Um, okay, my final one. This is this is from 1989 or 90. Um, with, I would go visit my cousins in Virginia. They lived in the D.C. area. We would always go to this place called King's Dominion. Christy, have you been there? I feel like somebody on this hmm. podcast had whatever it's like six flags like a shitty um amusement park and in the 
late 80s, early 90s, they had, I'm sure they still do have some iteration of this, but they would have like where you would record a song. You would basically like karaoke a song and you would have the tape. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I fancied myself a singer. Yeah, and child star. And child, yes, waiting to be a, a Rebecca found. Black. Yes, will. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> waiting to be discovered. And you know, everybody. I think you know, in the LRB days, I did post my Vogue video where I did step in. I did like all about Eve, and like I was, I was impressed by that. The Madonna. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but in the early iteration, before there was the video, there was the singing portion, and. We all have terrible voices. Nobody in my family has a nice voice. Like, it just is not, this is not something that I have ever inherited. Um, And we, my cousins, who are all around my age, we decided to sing Straight Up by Paula Abdul. Mm -hmm. Because that was, you know, the song of the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really good. And I was so excited to, like, really, because I knew all the words. I did not have to read the lyric sheet. I was very (laughs) excited. And my cousin Kelly, who I adore, and she's, you know, like nine months older than I am. She she and Bridget actually had the same birthday. So she was a grade older than I was, but, like, we were essentially the same age. She has a very loud voice. And when we got the recording, you could only hear her voice. Oh, <laughs> oh no. And I... <laughs> I'm kind of still devastated by it. Like, I remember playing it and being like, her mom played it on, you know, because it was like an hour drive back to their house in Fairfax. Her mom played it on her cassette player. And all you could hear was Kelly saying, like, in the history books. And I was like, that was my line. Like, I was very excited to sing it. And you couldn't hear my voice. And I'm still really sad about it. So that's I'm it. take you karaoke so you can sing it. Yeah. We'll record it. I know. Well, you know, now my jam on karaoke is well, I mean, low these many years later, who's who knows if we could share a microphone, but Christy, you know who my karaoke person is. It's Miley yeah. Cyrus because Oh, Miley Cyrus, of course. She has a throaty, That's your range. That's my yep. range, so mm-hmm. I can hit it and sound somewhat normal. Um anyway, I'm still devastated because I think I could have been discovered as the next Mickey Mouse Club participant. But of course, I know. she stole your glory. <laughs> she that did. Was, Pugging bitch. That was your demo tape. <laughs> <laughs> I have formed a plan that I want to go karaoke with Hillary and we'll oh, do a duet and I'm going to sing so loud. And hear you. <laughs> well, and you will also sing so much better than I will. So it is, it's yes. going to be a very like, um, See, this is the problem is it's going to be a very like um, my best friend's wedding where like yeah. I just sing so poorly that somehow I win the crowd over. Cause you're right. like, this it's poor not about the girl. notes. It's about the enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, it's pitiful. But I'm still mad. I would be as well. So now I'm wondering if I should do something about having anger about a cousin or if I should do one about not sleeping because I have both. Oh, well. Okay. Do the cousin. Cousin. Okay. So my cousins came to visit at Halloween and we lived in Omaha at the time and they were from Idaho. And my mom had made me a Sylvester the Cat costume, which was uh, mostly black sweatsuit, but she had sewed (laughs) a mask. I mean, that was very better than she normally did. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it was punk after that. Yeah. Like, that was the first costume and the last one. After <laughs> then, that, it was we punk were, rock. Yeah, garbage bags. And- garbage garbage bags, right. Um, so, it was very exciting. It was super cute at school. But then my cousin arrives, and she is a princess. And so, her outfit is a pink, frilly dress, 
She gets to wear full makeup. She has even eyelashes and she's the same same thing as you hillary nine months older exact in one grade yes older than me um so i like kind of looked up to her and i think it was maybe the first time we had met um because we live so far away and so she got to wear this like beautiful makeup and maybe even wore high heels and i was so mad i'm like i have to wear this mask (laughs) it's hot in here and my face is sweating and I look ugly and she's wearing that. But we did. So I'm still mad about it. Like I still seriously, every time I see like um, uh, stick on eyelashes, I get really mad. Like fucking she got to wear those eyelashes. <laughs> but joke was on her because it was Nebraska in October. <laughs> and yep. who was awesome in the sweatsuit and the full mask? She had to wear a coat me. over her dress. She had to wear a coat and high heels walking in the Ugh, snow. No. So, ha <laughs> She's now a nurse that's a COVID denier. So, fuck you. <laughs> She's going to die. LOL. Yep. <laughs> Who has the last laugh? I'm going to wear a princess dress to her funeral. <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> question of the week this week, listeners. What's your pettiest grievance? Now, don't write us a three-paragraph deal no. if you can avoid mm-hmm. it, right? Let's keep it short and sweet so that we can read it on next week's show because that's really what I want to do yeah. is read them all. And, and I don't want to get a sore throat about it. Mm-hmm. So. Nope. <laughs> no. uh, I want to know, it can be like what Meredith and I did with our grievances <laughs> against the universe. It can be like Christian Hillary with... People, people, cousins, and family members that they're acting petty towards years later, if only in their hearts. But we want to hear, and if it's not petty enough, I'm gonna let you know that you have failed Mm -hmm. this. If if it's actually something that's a real thing that you should be justified in being upset about, then you get an F minus from us on the the petty Olympics. But let us know. I feel like Kristen is probably might get kicked out for this she's on her last chance (laughs) come at me Kristen. it better be good no she has a lot of petty things i bet she has good ones because i was the youngest so like there's no like sibling squabbles that we can have because she's like fuck you like mom didn't move me into college because you were starting fifth grade and she didn't feel like she could leave you yeah (laughs) yep yeah so it's fine i got to go to europe she got to go to like graduate school, I guess. So <laughs> you had a Tercel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm doing T she recommends. I'll throw it back to Hillary first. Okay. So just a little bit late because it came out like a year ago, I think. And I finally have decided to watch it. I'm watching the last dance, the, uh, and the Michael Jordan, but it's, we're really about the bulls. Um, you know, super team of our late nineties, mid to late nineties childhood, but it is really good. I'm really enjoying it. It's a good two screener because there's a lot of things I don't really care that much, but, uh, about, but it, I am really enjoying it. And it's so funny because I was telling Dave, you know, maybe because when Michael Jordan was a big star, which it's, what is so crazy is my kids still know who Michael Jordan is. Like they are Mm -hmm. aware of who Michael Jordan is. It is somebody who is still very famous. He's probably, I would say he's one of the more famous people in the world, just maybe because of the shoes or whatever, but mm-hmm. they're aware of him. Um, in my childhood, I thought of him as this sort of like space jam, cuddly kind of guy, because that's just what he did. I didn't, 
I just thought he was a really good winner, you know, and he was just really good at basketball, but I didn't necessarily recognize how like ferociously competitive he was. Oh yeah. And in this show, they talk about it and he has so much more personality on this. When he cusses, I'm like, scandalized by it like oh my god michael jordan cussed like that's not you know he's what so you're used to he had anger issues for sure yes yeah that's not part of his brand identity no mm-hmm. at no, all no and there's a part where he's talking about isaiah thomas which is funny because i had always thought of isaiah i mean this is probably coming from like white girl but like i thought of isaiah thomas as this very clean cut kind of guy and he's just like fuck isaiah thomas he's full of shit whatever he says yeah, they hated bullshit. each other and dave's like yeah though that's totally how he was like that was mm-hmm. their the brand and it does sort of it does a little bit of a cleanup job on dennis rodman who is obviously a complicated person but i think has a complicated life um and just maybe like now we think of him as a joke but he was this very brilliant basketball player anyway it is i i enjoy it and it's a a good trip into um the late 80s to late 90s i'm enjoying it i wonder how rich michael jordan is oh i can't even imagine one of the more rich people i can't even imagine how rich he is i mean how much stake he has in those shoes and just his name brand. Oh my gosh, one point six billion Ooh, yeah, is okay. what Forbes thinks. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's probably that. quasi that. And this is what I'm always impressed by. I, I do think I'm a hard worker in general, but I think if I got to be a certain level of rich, I would be like, I'm good. <laughs> I don't yeah. need to do it. I know. And these people that just are so driven for more. And, and, I, and I don't put him with, like, a basis or anything like that. Like, he's just physically, like, I want to win. Like, this is what I want to do. I want to win. And I think at some point if I had won one <laughs> world championship or whatever, I'd be like, I'm good. Like, that's good. I don't need it anymore. <laughs> and these people that are just so driven. And he was spectacularly talented. It's one of those things. I, I kind of pair it with Tiger Woods and, a, I guess, Tom Brady or whatever. Were these people that just are so singularly good at something and I don't really get how or why they get focused on this one thing. I don't know. It just is these uh, events that help them do this. And, and what's so amazing is Michael Jordan is not so tall. Like it's not like he's seven feet tall. He's six, three to six, six or something. He's a tall person, but it's not like he's, Oh wow. He's not Shaq where he's so tall that the only thing he could do is play. He's not, yeah, he's not a tall basketball player. No, 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 no. He's probably on the shorter end of it. And it's just he's so beautiful to watch. You know, even as a lay person who's watching basketball, you're just like, oh, wow, he is spectacular. He is a spectacular specimen. Anyway, it's I, I have I've really enjoyed it. And it's, you know, it's my childhood. It's it's all of our childhood a little mm-hmm. bit of like, oh, OK, this is this is what was going on. And we all knew about it. Even if you weren't a basketball fan, you just knew Michael Jordan. That's just yeah. what you knew. Yeah, I I, it made me re mad about the Sonics. Well, and, <laughs> oh and, and, my god, let's not carry I won't that, go on that on this podcast. But I did see him play a couple times, and it was I. I didn't like him oh. at all, and um, but watching him was like fantastic. Scotty Pippen was supposed to go. He was drafted originally uh, to the Sonics because they have mm-hmm. a whole part about how he's drafted, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Actually, you're going to the Bulls." He's like, "Oh, I did not know that." Yeah. <laughs> okay. Was we would have wanted you, Scotty. <laughs> okay. So my recommendation is Superstore. It's on Hulu. 
It is a great show. I came late to it. We just started it um, in quarantine sometime. But the finale um, just aired last night. I'm about to watch it. I'm going to be a crying mess. It's just so good. It it, it was really good about um, showing representation. And it um, they brought COVID into it because it's about coworkers at a um, big box store that's kind of like a Walmart. I, I just really... I didn't... I think that they... Um, advertised it weird and so I just was like I'm not interested in that at all and then a couple people said oh you should watch this and then so I did when we ran out of stuff and I fell in love with it I think you should all watch it except it's not about rich people so Hillary can't watch it yeah it's about opposite I know you know I think I could get into it because I do uh as a um sisterhood of the traveling pants fan um, I do oh, love America so Rivera, so mm-hmm. I will. I'll, I'll tune in. It's it's definitely a show that I wanted to enjoy. So, and that guy oh in gosh. it is cute. He's very cute. Yes, he's and he cute. definitely his personality. Sometimes Jeremy will go, "Oh my god, I'm Jonah." <laughs> <laughs> when he goes off on capitalism or like starts to mansplain about feminism to women and stuff, and Jeremy's like, "Oh god, That's oh right. god, it's me." <laughs> Uh, well, let's do the shameless Amazon plug of the week, and that is, fuck you, Bezos. <laughs> fuck you. I'm, you know what? I'm mad about the money, but I'm more mad that he stole one of our topics that was like an easy show I know. To it was do. like, mm-hmm. oh, what are we going to do? Oh, we'll do I an know. Amazon show. Well, I'd like to use this space to, to highlight something every uh, week that is Bezos-related. We'll see how long it lasts, mm-hmm. but today okay. I'd just like to say that uh, Mackenzie Phillips, yeah. is that her name now? Um, his ex-wife got half his fortune and has yeah. done more good with it yep. in a couple of years than he ever will mm-hmm. in his entire life. So mm-hmm. fuck you, Jeff. Uh, yeah, fuck you. And actually, I listened to maybe on Fresh Air. I can't remember, but there's a book called Unfulfilled about like basically it's supposed to be about you know economic stratification, but it's sort of about the am- Amazonification of major cities and sort of the guy that was talking about it. I was really interested. He was saying like, you know, Democrats sort of align with these tech companies, but they're so ununionized that it's this very complicated issue and how Amazon is killing companies in the red States. Anyway, it was, it was very interesting. So maybe buy that from your local library. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, Jeff Bezos. (laughs) Um, okay, I'll move us into housekeeping. Buy stuff from us. Uh, the merch, we will, which we will eventually uh, modify. But there are some... The tote bags are really great. I have used it many times. Uh, the merch is at thisshowiseverything.com and click the shop button. Uh, please rate and review us. You know that I want to hear a, like a good or see a good review. Even if it's like... Hillary says like too much or mispronounces things like I'm okay with it. But in like, you know, she drinks wine on a Friday night, but I'm okay with it. It's fine. Like, let's just like get into it. But give us five stars. I mean, think about how what a terrible time Hillary had pledging that sorority (laughs) and do something to make her feel better. Yes. To make her life worth meaning. If y'all if y'all review it, I'll tell a really funny story from that pledge night that I will not tell like 
Unless somebody gives me a really good review, then I'll tell. Mm, it's a kind this of a dirt. Is like our version of Patreon. Yes, I will. I know. <laughs> it's really embarrassing. It's like my most embarrassing story that people have reiterated yes. to me many times. But I will. Ooh, tell I want to hear this. Yeah. I like that our stretch goal is a review. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> <A> review. <laughs> We have lofty goals. Um, all right. Please check out our website, which is thisshowhaseverything.com. You can always send us your comments via email or through your phone.com. We still have that. Um, go to our Facebook group. It's awesome. It's where you can answer question of the week and chat with other listeners. Our show Twitter, for some reason, is at Tishi Show. You can email us at Tishi at 10710.com. Send us a voice memo there. Record it on your phone and just email it to us. It couldn't be easier. And you can edit yourself. Uh, if you don't like how it comes out. Um, and then fax Bobby your butt at 617-354-8513. So thank you for joining us. And that was everything petty. I highly doubt that. <laughs> oh, there's a lot more. No, oh, we I hope there's show. more. This is fun. Part two coming. I think this is a perfect time for somebody to send a voice memo because I will yes. listen to a yes. two or three minute voice memo oh, yeah. and I will not read yes. a long story. Exactly, especially on Facebook. Tell me your shitty cousin stories. I want to hear them. Yes. <laughs> cousins are the worst. <laughs> the worst. Actually, I like all my cousins. <laughs> eh, I'm medium. <laughs>